You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 126. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 126. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, baby doll. Hey, beautiful. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. You Do you feel warmed up now that we've done our, our little bar scale? I- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I feel like the mics are warm. My voice is warm. <laughs> so we're doing. We're. Do, we're <laughs> I'll. I'll splice it in. But we were doing like little mic checks. We do a different mic check every time. We pretty every much time. do. Yeah. And you. So. So Mr. Smith starts going. Do re mi. And then he's like, Hey, you want to do some bars? You know. Me 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 me. I'm recording that. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Do, re, do, do. Taking it back to my choir days. Oh, my goodness. Let's do some bars. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Joy Junkie Show. Excited to have you here. We've got another awesome topic that is coming to us from a listener submission. And it is what to do when your parent kind of fucking sucks (laughs) or when they bug the shit out of you. It's perfect timing, too. Yeah. I actually have one that kind of sucks right now. That kind of sucks. Yeah. So we we get really tied up in that because of the parent-child relationship. And and it can be really, really challenging to navigate. You know, I think we have these, like, built-in guilt centers around things related to our parents. And we kind of don't know how to tread that territory so we're going to dig into that and as i mentioned it is actually a submission from a listener and she actually included two different scenarios one with her father and one with her mother Mm. so we're going to talk about each of those as isolated incidences and i've got thoughts on both of them because they're two totally different experiences that she's having with her parents and I think it'll be really awesome because you can certainly chime in with some of the stuff that's going on for you. It's quite relevant. If it's it's relevant, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that'll be really awesome. And if you're listening and you're going, oh my gosh, I've got some stuff that I'd really love for you guys to sound off on, we would love that. We would love, love, love to hear from you. So if you go to thejoyjunkie.com and click on the podcast, you'll see a section that says submit a show topic. And then right there online, you can do it on your phone as well. You just let us know what's going on with you. And I see those every single week. And then I immediately go to those before I ever build any content for the pod. So we definitely want to give you what you want. So Go to thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast, and then also while you're there and you're telling us what you want to hear about, you'll see that I have a free ebook available for you. Now, the reason I wanted to mention this is a lot of the stuff that we're going to be giving you today and a lot of the tools and here's some ideas and here's some concepts and blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of actual worksheets that you can print out and fill out if you download my 
ebook for free for free and it's called (laughs) stand up for yourself without being a dick and there's tons of ways to broach tough conversations how to motivate yourself from a place of empowerment instead of guilt how to stand up for to people how to just genuinely like yourself it's designed to cultivate self-confidence without being a dick without being a dick yeah you're gonna take it you're gonna take that dick you're gonna take that dick I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick with my dick. With my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like my erection selection? (laughs) I love that show. Uh, That is, I. One of my favorite monologues of all time. I got lost watching that over and over again on YouTube for, uh, with my, with my coach, Courtney. We watched it over and over again. Like, I shit you not, like at least 10 times. Wow. So good. So good. It is good. But before we jump into this. Uh, submission from one of our audience members. I believe you have a segment, don't you, Mr. Smith? I do. It's called Would You Rather? So, this week, I want you to really think hard about this one because it's a tough one. Okay. Would you rather have a popcorn kernel stuck in the back of your throat? No. For Evs. Forever? Forever. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. Or have Cheeto fingers for the rest of your life. Can you lick the Cheeto fingers? I guess you could. Yeah. But they just like. But they come off on everything you touch. And then it like <clears> just comes. You'd have to paint everything orange. Because <laughs> <laughs> your Cheeto fingers are going to come off on everything. Dude. Did Andrea give you this one? Yeah. God damn it, Andrea. <laughs> Um, geez. It's a I tough have, one, right? Like, uh, you know, I feel like I have a popcorn kernel stuck in the back of my throat a lot of times. A lot of the time. I don't like that feeling. No. So I'd rather go with the Cheeto fingers. You would? Yeah. Well, I just think like, oh my God, trying to do my my makeup, like trying to blend it out, it'd be all like Cheeto <laughs> across my... <laughs> You'd always have to wear an orange eyeshadow. It'd be like a cheesy goodness. You, you have it on your fingers all the time. It's... It's, but could, that's so gross because you would get out of the shower and you'd immediately feel like kind of dirty. Yeah, because you got cheetah fingers. <laughs> Can you imagine your towels? They'd look like cheetahs. So it would always come off, but it would always regenerate. Right. Dumb. I think, and that's what you'd pick? I'd pick that one. Over I, having a, <clears throat> in the back of your throat all the time? But it doesn't say that you're coughing. It's just, that happened to me one time with a sunflower seed uh, shell. Oh, that's the worst. And I was probably Almost in like 11th grade. Too. And I remember we had gotten fast food for lunch and I had had this damn thing stuck in my throat for like two days and I finally ate this burger and I got it out and I was like, yay! Like you were screaming all excited. and excited and everybody's like, calm down, it's just a burger. <laughs> <laughs> throw a burger down your throat. Throw a burger down your throat. <laughs> so I think... Yeah, I I think I would have to pick that one. I just can't imagine the Cheeto fingers. I I, I just can't. I can't. I'd be that. rough either way. Well, <clears throat> I'm a massage therapist, so Cheeto fingers probably wouldn't be a good thing. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> about that. You can't. You can't. I can't pick that one. You'd be like doing your demo in front of your class, and they would have like <laughs> Cheetos all Cheetos over them, everywhere. Just like orange, the sheets, just <laughs> Cheetos everywhere. <laughs> Finger looking good. Oh my god! I, I, I. Isn't that the guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the <laughs> Cheeto. What's it? It's a Cheeto. Oh, it's so easy. Be Cheeto the Cheeto. Is that no what Cheeto? 
This is dumb. I forget what it is. <laughs> Maybe his name's Dave. I don't know. <laughs> His name is like John. Oh, my God. All right. So let's just right, jump into today and talk about what the hell to do if your parent kind of sucks or if they bug the shit out of you. So we're going to talk first about if they just kind of suck and they make your life kind of challenging. So I want to read the submission and then I have like a, a couple of bullet points under each one of these concepts that I think could be really helpful and advantageous for a lot of people listening. Okay. So I want you to think about this as you hear what I share from this listener. It could also be somebody else in your life. It may not necessarily be a parent. It It could be a a sister, a brother, a best friend, a childhood friend, maybe a colleague, something like that. All right. So she said, one of my topics that I want covered is around accepting people or family in your life that have done awful things to other important people in your life. So, for example, a father abuses your mother in front of you and makes life hell for both of you during the divorce process and 20 years later is doing the same thing to your stepmother that you also care about and also your aunt who is his sister you know Jesus. like basically being a dick to everybody Apparently. except you yeah type of thing. oh not you because why no so th- so this is what she says meanwhile the father has never done anything intentionally nasty to his kids has done the best he can within his control to love his kids and do what he can for them. So how to love someone like that? How to separate them in your head from the nice person they are to you, yet atrocious to other important people in your life? Wow. I have been put in the middle a couple of times and learned my lesson quickly to stay out of it and that he is never going to change. I just block it out the best that I know how. Wow. So that's the first scenario. I'm so intrigued to hear what you have to say about that. Really? Yeah. Do you have any initial thoughts? No, I'm I'm really like, how do you do that? Yeah. So a couple of things. The first is, I love that she identified that he isn't going to change. Because that is one of the biggest <clears throat> beasts to overcome when you love it's like having somebody like a drug addicted sibling and it's like you want them better so bad and you see something amazing for their life so bad that you want to like love them into recovery mm-hmm. and I love that there is and you can't <clears throat> like yep. really understanding that somebody else is in control of their own actions and that you are not responsible for them is really huge but the thing that I really wanted her to understand, because as I'm looking back at this and and she's, it, it's almost like she's separating, like he's amazing to me, but he's not amazing to my family or he's not amazing to my, my mom or my stepmom. He's also a dick to you if you witnessed that. Yeah. Like that's, even though he's not directly hitting you or being verbally abusive with you, does not mean that experiencing him in this regard isn't abusive. Right. It's almost extra awful because you have to unpack this where you feel guilty if you established a boundary because, well, he's being fine to me, yet I have to witness him be horrible to my aunt and my stepmom and my mother. And then you start voting on if you're allowed to establish boundaries or not. So it's almost worse. It's almost manipulative. It would almost be easier if he was just an outright dick to you. And then you could be like, done. I'm not even interested. So what I would love this listener to try on is if they have 
if they have allowed you to witness this behavior, they have done it to you also. Mm-hmm. This is true. You are having to experience the dichotomy of this human. You have to experience the mind fuck of somebody being almost bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very real thing that you are having to experience. Whether you feel like you get the worst of it or not, it's still shitty. So I just want that concept to be, just try that on a little bit. That even if he was abusive to your mom or even if he's abusive to your stepmom, that is still doing something to you. That is still making it problematic for your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also extremely indicative of who he is as a person. So that was kind of my second point is, regardless of what he's doing to you, he is showing you the type of man, the type of human he is through his actions. Right. So it could be a colleague who is super kind to you, but they embezzle. And it's like, well, they're really nice. And so, well, great. But I am aware of the type of human that person is. And for that reason, I'm out. out. (laughs) It scares the hell out of me. So for that reason, I'm out. And for that reason, I'm out. And for that reason, I'm out. (laughs) But no, for that reason, I understand looking at this big picture, who you are. You are somebody who has no problem stealing from the company. Right. Or you have no problem being like I can't I cannot be close friends or even really talk to very many people who have no problem hurting animals or hunting oh hunting for sport. Hunting, yeah. I have no problem hunting for legitimate food source, but for sport or like I I cannot. To me that tells me so much about your character. So you get to take everything, all the information you are privy to to compile your thoughts about his character. Hmm. Even if you haven't been directly verbally abused or anything like that. So, and that goes for anybody listening to anyone else. You know, I've had that situation with a friend of mine, actually, who he was always fantastic to me. We, he was always great to me. He looked out for me. He took care of me in a lot of situations. But I found out a lot of stuff about who he is and how he's willing to treat his girlfriend, for example. Mm-hmm. And because now I am privy to the breadth of his humanity, like who he is and what he is willing, he's capable to, of, willing to engage in, yeah. Right. Then now I get to make a choice based off of all the information that I've accumulated, not just how he is towards me. Right. What do you think about that? Um. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, you kind of put me on the spot because I'm just kind of taking it all in right now. Okay. I, I don't know if I have any comment yeah. on it. I, I, I see what you're saying, though. I understand, like, just because someone is nice to you does, and you see them not being nice to others doesn't mean that you can stand by and just let it happen or um, not deal with it from a, from a, a, a whole world perspective right right seeing them as a from the whole person not just from the person there in front of you yeah, yeah i totally understand that and i've i've talked about this on a couple of episodes around family dynamics in particular you do not owe anyone anything just because you're related yeah you know like you don't 
you know, and we've had this conversation about you and your family too. Oh yeah. Where, that one I can speak on for sure. Because you've had situations where your you know, your father is like outright awful directly to you. Yeah. You know? Which makes it easy. Yeah. And then it's like, oh my decision's easy, yeah. Right. So I would encourage everybody to look at that because I think it can be a lot stronger in different ethnicities. And I certainly don't want to pigeonhole anybody, but there's certain cultures where it's absolutely appalling to think of not being there for your family, to not like stand behind your dad, even though he's a raging alcoholic and beats your mom, to not... Because it's family. Because it's family. And it to me, it's such a faulty concept of loyalty. To me, I feel like respect is thicker than water. I've said that before. That to me, it's not about blood at all. It is about respect. If we do not have a mutual respect for one another as humans, as just people operating on this plane of existence, then I just don't have the bandwidth for you in my life. Like, I don't want relationships of obligation. Life is way too fucking short. Way too short. And it it clouds up a lot of... I mean, you're going through this right now. It clouds up a lot of your space doing shit you don't want to do with these yeah. people you don't really like. Right. Adding stress to your life, uh, you know, making a lot of things harder. It, it doesn't, um, you know, if if blood is thicker than water, then you're going to make things easier for your family. Right. Right? You don't make it harder for them. Yeah. And you, well, you make it harder for yourself if blood is thicker than water. You know what I mean? If you're like family at all costs. Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. But I mean, if somebody said, hey, blood's thicker than water, I would much rather them say that in a in the context of, you know, I'm here to help you. Oh, then, then I'm here to take from you. Right. I see. Yeah. Like, don't use a guilt trip slogan. <laughs> right. Basically, right. yeah. Like, and I loved. I've told my mother point blank, like. I'm not motivated from guilt, so you might want to rephrase that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I know not everybody's at that point. We're, we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. But the third point that I wanted to bring up related to this one is that you are able to love someone and establish boundaries. So there could be a very real situation where you give yourself the permission to love your father and still not engage with him or really limit the engagement. Yeah. I think we adopt this like black and white or dichotomous thinking where we think it has to be one or the other. I either love this parent unconditionally and they're a full-blown role in my world or I hate them and I've turned my back completely. And we're way too diverse as humans to operate that way. Yeah. It's possible. It's the same way, like, let's take the extreme of, you know, like a drug addicted family member, sibling, best friend, coworker. You can still love them and choose not to bail them out of jail, choose not to give them money for, you know, you can still establish boundaries and love from a distance. I used to have a therapist who always said, release with love, release with love. And it was sort of that concept of, boundaries and I still care about you. Right. But what that really is, is I care about myself as well. I care about the impact of this dynamic just as much. I care about myself just as much as I care about you and your recovery or you getting help or you not being a dick to my mom or aunt or whoever. Exactly. So it's, it's just genuinely placing importance on, on your life also. Yeah. The fourth thing, and 
I mean, I was just talking to you about this last night. I'm a huge advocate for processing this shit. Anytime it's related to family, no matter how much we want it to not affect us or not really be a part of our world, that shit runs deep. I think we're physiologically programmed. I mean, I think there's a reason why maternally moms want to instinctively care for their young. Children instinctively want to please a parent. I think it ha- I you know, I can take it all the way back to psychological terms of belonging, the sense of belonging, you know, one of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. We need to belong. We need to have those needs met in order to be a part of a thriving society. Yeah. So regardless of that, my point is, if this is still really, really challenging for you, I don't make up for one second that you could listen to a podcast and be like, I have no daddy issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So I can't stress enough get a therapist, get a therapist, get a coach, unpack this shit because guaranteed it will come out later. It'll be the next family function and you have a little too much to drink and then you blow Blow up up. on somebody. Yeah. So that's your responsibility, not to change him, not to change his mind, but to handle your shit. Get clear on this for you. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes we also go through this thing where we think, I don't want to give him that credit I don't want to waste any more time on him or her or you know she's already been so awful to me that's making it sound like your therapy has anything to do with him it's not about him it's about you healing it's about you being better it's not you it's me (laughs) right right (laughs) and then the fifth thing is after you've kind of looked at all of this and this might be something you want to unpack in therapy decide the role you want to have in his life And it is okay if he doesn't understand. It's okay if he's like, I've never done anything to you. That's all right. That has nothing to do with it. It is about you deciding based off of the information that I'm privy to, understanding the man you are in this world, I do not want you in my life. Now, I'm not saying that you verbatim have that conversation. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying decide for you how much do you want this person in your life? Right. And then make decisions accordingly. You know, there might be boundaries to establish. And I think I have a, another episode specifically on boundaries that I want to link to. So check out the show notes, which you can find all of this at thejoyjunkie.com slash 126. But the, also in that ebook that I was sharing with you guys, if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash free, or you should see it, it's all over my site. There's specific exercises to help you let go of being attached to what the other person thinks of you, how they receive your decisions about boundaries. There's a whole thing in there about how to say no, like how to actually just say no, I'm not available. I'm not going to participate. Yeah. So wow. I, I think you can talk a little bit about that choice like a a real deliberate choice of what of the role you want somebody in your life or not well i can speak from a personal place right right. that's what i mean uh my my personal place was you know I, i think most of us grow up kind of idolizing our parents for a certain time in our life sure Right, and there's a certain day that happens when you realize that they're not superhumans, mm-hmm. right? And you realize that they're not the person that you've kind of made them out to be. Your perspective shifts. <clears throat> and that happened for me. I had a day when I realized 
oh, my dad's an asshole. <laughs> like, and you know, I'm I'm trying to model my life around the people around me, mm-hmm. right? I'm looking for role models at a young age, right? And I realized that he wasn't the one that I should be modeling my life on. Right. I, you know, he's not the guy that I'm like, I want to, you know, follow in his footsteps. Right. I actually want to make my own path in almost the opposite direction. Yeah. So I made a pact with myself at 16 years old. And I said, I'm going to do everything the opposite of what he did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he didn't go to college, I'm going to go to college. If, you know, whatever it was that he was doing in his life or did in his life, I was like, all right, I got to do the opposite of that. I see how he treats people. I'm going to do it the opposite, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> so he was a anti-role model, if yeah. you will, right? So, you know, that was my choice. That was f- for me. But I think it, um, I think all of us need to do that, especially if, I mean, if we're having trouble with relationship sure. in our in our parent-child relationship, you, you have to kind of um, decide what kind of human you want to be and is it the way that they are. Right. And the problem, uh, the thing that I'm struggling with right now is, you know, he was, he was really never involved in anything in my life. Right. So... Um, I kind of decided, you know what? I don't want to be a part of your life then. Right. Right? So is that being a better person by doing that? Am I am I uh, doing the safe thing? Am I doing the right thing for my health mm-hmm. and for my mental, um, my mental health? Yeah. Am I doing something that's proper? Or should I be the better man and step up the plate and show him how someone is supposed to be representing themselves? Yeah. Right. Um, so that's the, the the challenge that I have is where's the line? And, you know, I, I know that there's no black and white there. Yeah. There's many different pieces to that. Yeah. There's a lot of boundaries to be made. And this situation, I might be a little bit more boundaried and, you know, closed off. And in this one, I might show up and show him, you know, what yeah. a better human can do. Well, I think a Excuse lot of me. times, and you really are pointing to this, and this is kind of what I was talking about at the very, very beginning. When we are attached to somebody, we are rooting for them. We want them to pull through. Yeah. So we go through this whole process of like, well, maybe if I'm awesome, <laughs> or maybe if I articulate, or maybe if I show him how it's important to behave, or whatever the case may be, then maybe he'll get it. So I would say in your situation, if there's never any breakthrough, if there's never any reciprocity, if he never gives you positive feedback, if none of that ever happens, what do you want to do to take care of you? And it's okay to turn your back on somebody like that. Right. That's the other thing too is I think we need permission. You know, if it was some if it was anyone else that treated you like that, what would you do? You would never tolerate it. Yeah, but right. we feel some sort of crazy bond just because of blood. I don't. I just don't buy into it. I'm like, no, no, no. You haven't been around for twenty fucking years. Sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, but that is why I highly, highly suggest talking with somebody about it because right. it's deep. Yeah. And it's guilt ridden. 
And it's historical. It's shit from your childhood. It's, right. you know, well, they brought me up. Well, do I owe them anything? It's, you know. So anyway, thank you so much for sharing yeah, kind absolutely. of your, your anecdote. And I think that's really poignant about, you know, my last little point around that, which is decide the role you want them to have in your life. And that's kind of where you're at. Yeah. Like if this was the worst case scenario and he passes on, will I be at peace with the role that I have had in his life? Right. or? Because it's about, it's it's really about me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about him. Right. It's about how how uh, do I want to show up? Yep. And how much do I want to show up? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a huge piece of this, and this is part of what the work that I do in dealing with self-forgiveness and things like that. The biggest bitch, I think, again, that can't be wrapped up in a tiny little episode is what you go through when you make that choice. When mm-hmm. you make that strong choice for you, it's so hard for you to not make it mean that you are a dick, that you left somebody behind, that you turned your back on somebody, that, you know, we make this choice that's almost like either you win or I win or something, you know, and it's really not about that. It's about self-preservation, I think. Like really honoring what what you need. So... Anyway, mm-hmm. we could go on and on and on about that, but I do highly encourage you to get that free ebook that's on my site because I think there might be some good, useful exercises for you. So the second entry, and I'm going to kind of haul through this one because this one isn't quite as deep. Another unrelated topic, she says, how to get ramblers to shut the fuck up and breathe for a second. Now, <laughs> now that was the, the, the pretend topic. That's really not the real topic. It's been grating on my nerves for months now, as well as my sibling. My mother has always talked a lot, but it is outright unbearable lately. She cuts in constantly and tries to relate every experience back to her, most things being 30 years ago that have nothing to do with anything. She's tried a couple of things, like some little hints she's seen. She's afraid to be directly confrontational, that it will alienate their relationship. So she said, I'm hoping for an effective technique that you could creatively conspire before I have a confrontation. It hurts that she used to listen to me and things about my life. Now, whenever I talk, she talks over me and I can't get a word in edgewise. This is the same listener. Yeah. So this is the other parent. This is what I'm talking about when your parent just bugs the shit out of you. Right. Right. And I've noticed this in my own life. And a lot of times it's stuff I need to work on myself. Like that's one of the I just brought an issue like this to my personal coach where I was like, what is my deal with needing credit? I need credit for everything. You know, mm-hmm. and I started talking about, well, my mom, she will not let things go. And it did. why am I doing the same things? And so anyway, there's always a place to look at why does this infuriate me so much? And sometimes it does come back to you. In, your, in her situation, I see somebody who, I see a, a woman who's hurting, like a mother who's hurting, who wants attention, who wants connection with. Public, sounds like she needs to feel important. Yeah. With her daughters. Unfortunately, or with siblings, I don't think she said specifically her sister. The deal with this is, this is pretty much like any other conversation that I would advocate having. First First thing, ask for the time to talk. Be really mindful of when you talk to your mom. Is it when she's really stressed out? Is she just trying to unload all these groceries and do something else? And now all of a sudden you're like, I need to talk to you about something serious. Like ask for the time to have the conversation. The second piece is when you broach the conversation, 
own your shit in the matter. Own your piece. And I'm guessing what your piece in the matter is, is that you haven't been super forthright about how much this bothers you. Mm-hmm. And in particular, the message that it sends to you. Because the message that she's getting is that she doesn't care about anything I have to share. She's always one-upping me. She doesn't really listen to anything that's going on in my life. She just wants to bring it back to her. So the yeah. overall message is it doesn't feel like you care about me mm-hmm. or you care what's going on. And when you say like, hey, listen – Lately, as we've been talking, I've been noticing that there's been like a certain dynamic and I really wanted to talk to you about it because I know this is not your intention, but I really want to share with you kind of how it lands and the impact that it's had on me because I don't think you would want that. You know, I really don't think you would want that. And it hasn't always been that way. And that's not fair for me to expect you to be different without telling you. So, and you preface it with love and with um, your end of the right of the deal, yeah. And your end of the deal, a lot of times, is just saying, "I haven't, I haven't even brought this to you. I haven't even given you the opportunity to be what I need, you know." <laughs> or I realize that this has been bothering me, and it's so incredibly unfair that I haven't even told you. So, I'd really love to share with you what's been going on. Are you open? And it's important that you preface it that way instead of like we need to talk here's all the things that are wrong with you because most of the time it's the fact that you just have never said anything and you're expecting them to magically change or or if you say it in a way that's confrontational right right if you're like can i get a word in please right you know that's not going to land well it's probably not going to change things but probably that's what happens worse. when you don't actually sit down and address it like for that reals. will happen yeah at for some point. <laughs> for realties you have to sit down and address it for realsies. So when you express that, give yourself permission for it to be messy. I always say, turn it on me. Like say, I was listening to this podcast. You don't have to say, I submitted this request to the podcast <laughs> about my parents sucking. But I I was listening to this podcast about parents and dynamics. And this coach was talking about how it's really unfair for us to be frustrated with a parent if we've never expressed what we needed or how their how their comments land with us. And I realized that I've been getting upset or getting, you know, you can phrase it however you want, getting a little ruffled, getting a little ticked about certain things. And it's so incredibly unfair that I'm not telling you. So if you're open to it, I'd really like to share some stuff with you. Blame it on me. Say, you know what? I don't even know how to say this. I think it's going to be messy. I think I, I don't even know. Please just know everything I'm saying is coming from love and and that I really, really highly value our our relationship. And this is why I want to express this to you. Now, some people are incapable of these conversations. And no matter how amazing you are in your delivery, they are still going to be butthurt because they are insecure. Period. Everything is an attack. Everything is an opportunity for victimhood, guilt trips. So... You decide what you need to give voice to to feel proud of the woman that you are. I always say if it's worth complaining about, then it's worth taking action on. Period. Like it's not fair to give your partner an earful, to give your best friend an earful, and not go tell the person you're upset with. Like that's on you. So it's a matter of deciding how to deliver that information. So the other 
the other piece that I kind of mentioned is really emphasizing how you're interpreting. And in coaching, a lot of times we call it what you're making up. It's what we believe to be true. So for instance, in in her situation, she's kind of making up that my mom only cares about herself. She doesn't care about me anymore. She doesn't care about me. She doesn't want to hear what's going on with my life. She's only thinking about the things she's saying next. And that's what you make up when you don't have all the information. So it's out of fairness, because it's a relationship you care about, going to them and saying, this is what I'm making up. This is how it's landing over here. And I don't, that's not fair to you because I know that's not what you're thinking. I know you're not like, let me purposely hurt my daughter. Let me totally shut her down. And you could say this exact thing. So I wanted to just have an open conversation about this because here's, here's what it feels like for me. And sometimes it's messy, sometimes there's crying, sometimes there's all of that. But the biggest thing to keep coming back to is, what do I need to give voice to to be proud of the woman that I am? Yeah. Period. No matter how it lands. No matter how it lands. Yeah. And then the final piece of this, as you go through this conversation, and I would go back through this little segment and like write all this shit down. And it's in the ebook if you go and get the ebook. Oh. Um. Yeah. Thejoyjunkie.com slash free. And you can get your free copy and it's also an audio format too so a lot of pod people like that perfect yeah but the final thing is to ask specifically what you need so at the end of all of that what are you asking for from her because the the worst thing is to have somebody come to you with something they would like changed in the relationship and they you leave feeling like you just aren't good enough and they're not saying here's what i want instead Mm -hmm. it would be really important to me and it would it would make me feel incredible if you would just ask me when I see you, how was your day today? And really stop and listen and just. Or how's that situation with your boyfriend going? Or, right. you know, show some interest in the other person. And, yeah. and just be really, really clear. You know, we were tr- just talking about this a little bit last night. Like, I'm like, what can I say? You know, and you were like, here's what I want you to say to me. Right. Here's, I'm giving you the words. Here's the exact words right. to check in with me. So I think sometimes we have to be really specific in our requests like that. So we had sort of a code word. So could it be something that you established with your mom? Like, and this is granted if she's super willing to work on it. It depends. If, if she's not, I don't know. But if she's super willing to work on it, could you have something where you say, like, like you make a little, like, like a buzzer noise or something like that? Like a referee. Yeah, like... You're doing it, but you do it. Time out. You do it kind of in a playful way. Yeah. And then, you know, this only works if the other person is in agreement about working on it collaboratively. Yes. So that's why I always point it back to no matter how it lands, who do you want to be? How do you want to behave? But that's kind of, I mean, I have an entire class on just communication like this. Yeah. So uh, it's actually not available at the moment, but I was trying to give as many tips as I could in just a tiny little segment. Um, but again, there's there's a handful of stuff that might be helpful for you in that in that free ebook. So you'll see it when you go to uh, submit more show topics, everybody. I would love to hear from you. <laughs> so I think that's everything that I have around these two particular submissions. And I can't thank you enough for doing that and sharing because I know I always thought it'd be funny to have a slogan for life coaching, like life coaching, because who doesn't have mom issues? <laughs> you know, because. Uh, seriously, every person I know 
goes through something with their parent. For sure. When you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond, you know, you still, it's like, oh my God. And then you're becoming them, and that's freaking you out, and then you're mad at them for that. And (laughs) You're like, oh my God, it just sounded like my father just now. And I have a a coach colleague of mine, um, her name is Kira, and she always says, like, you have a free pass until you're 30. Once you hit 30... No more blaming your parents. Now you got to get your shit together. That's on you. And you got to take ownership. And no more getting to say, like, I'm a victim to my childhood. You know? Like, you got until 30. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> Which is completely her own rule. But it makes a lot of sense. It's funny, though. Yeah. Because we carry that baggage forever until we choose not to. Until we choose not to. I mean, that's that's the deal. So... Anyway, I hope that this was extremely helpful. Again, if you're interested in submitting your own show topic, you can go to thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast, and you'll see it right there. And again, you can do that on mobile. And be sure to grab your free ebook, Stand Up For Yourself Without Being a Dick, while you're there. It's totally free. Duh. And Totes free. Totes free, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Californians be like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So anything did, that you wanted to add? Or you feel good? I feel good. All right. You feel complete? Just wanted to say, what are you doing here? <laughs> Devin? <laughs> what are you doing here? But that's it. Oh, my gosh. And it's take Mulholland up to Topanga. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.